and welcome to our New Year's, a photographic life. Each day I walk along this lonely street, trying to find, find a future. New pair of shoes are on my feet, cause fashion is my only culture. Nothing ever change, oh no, nothing ever change. People say to me, just be yourself, it makes no sense to follow fashion. How could I be anybody else? I don't try, I've got no reason. Nothing ever change. Oh no, nothing ever change. The Specials, 1980, written by Linville Golding, but sung by Terry Hall, who left us at the end of 2022. A downbeat start to this New Year special, but sometimes I think it's okay to mark this time of the year with a sense of melancholy. We can't all be positive all of the time. However, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you for your comments about what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. Bill Shapiro and I spoke at the beginning of the year about a number of issues that we felt would be relevant to photographers in 2022. We then followed that up a few months later to see how we were doing. But what did these issues include? Well, NFTs, the return of humanist photography, and the decline in street photography. We spoke of the possible end of Instagram and what would be the next thing. Meta was on our radar. However, as we end the year, Donald Trump has launched his own edition of personal superhero NFTs and Sam Bankman-Fried, the 30-year-old founder of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX, has been arrested for fraud and is facing 115 years in jail. While digital artists are starting to complain about their copyright being infringed, having had little interest in the copyright of the images many use to make their own work. Meanwhile, Magnum are still selling them. But who is buying them? And for how much? I still see a lot of photography dealing with the local and an increasing amount of work dealing with the internal perhaps as a response to the restrictions of COVID concerning travel and social engagement. Little did we know that Elon Musk would buy Twitter and the conversations we had concerning Instagram would become more relevant concerning the future of the Twittersphere. Now we're looking at Mastodon, Post and Vero as potential outposts for photographers. Potential not on our radar, radar I should say, just 12 months ago. AI is becoming a more and more relevant conversation concerning image use, and yet I think few photographers are discussing this in any depth. Will stable diffusion become the new buzz phrase for photographers in 2023? I think it should, but I'm not sure it will. Anyway, after last year's predictions and chat, Bill and I decided to do something different this year. And therefore, we're not going to be making any predictions. And instead, we decided to focus on a more positive outlook for the coming year with a series of wishes. So, Bill, welcome to uh, the New Year's special. Happy New Year. Well, and a big happy new year to you too, Grant. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, this time last year, 
we shot the breeze as we often do. We talked about NFTs. We talked about all sorts of different things that may or may not have been uh, happening in the world of photography. And we even picked up on that a few months later to see how we were doing. Um, it's always an interesting time of the year, isn't it? When by nature we look backwards, but we're primarily um, looking forward. So how does um, 2023, I had to think about it then, how does 2023 look to you photographically? Well, I guess, you know, we've made lots of predictions in the past, um, some of which have tended, you know, towards coming to reality. Some some haven't. And and some are mostly, you know, I realized when I went back and looked at what we've done in the past, more wishes than anything else. And so and so I sort of came up with a list of some wishes for the new year. Well, that sounds good. Let's hear your wishes. Okay, <laughs> and these are only photographic wishes. I have others, um, but the well, first we'll keep one, those. We'll keep those private. I think. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> um, the first one would would be that Instagram will stop chasing TikTok, um, and and will just um, sort of do what all photographers wish Instagram would do, which is be sort of a a mature place where we can easily look at photographic work, you know, without being invaded by um, too many ads uh, and and too many um, zany TikTok videos. Well, you know, as I've said previously, I don't get Instagram at all. Um, I've tried my hardest with it. So I, I'm, a, I, I'm sure your wish is heartfelt. For me, I, um, I wish I, exactly the same, to be honest with you. Whenever I do look at Instagram, all I get are tons and tons of ads and and kind of films of people walking on tightropes. Um, well, well, so I I am a big Instagram user and I find it extraordinarily helpful for discovering new um, photographers and new and new sort of images and and ways of seeing. And so that's partially why this is so high up on my list is because it is something I turn to. Um, many times a day and I, and I post, you know, uh, a lot. And so I really have this hope that it could continue to be a great community for photographers. Well, I hope your wish comes true. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, my, my, my second wish is that mentorship of young photographers will increase and that more young photographers will seek mentorship in, in my consultations with photographers, um, both, both young and old, what I what I hear a lot from younger photographers is, yeah, I watched the YouTube video on that. Um, yeah, I Googled that, you know, which is fine. And that's an amazing tool that that old guys like you and I didn't have back then. But what we had to do was go ask people who were more experienced um, and more knowledgeable and wiser than we are. And I think that there's something to that that you cannot get from a YouTube video. So seek out mentorship is, is, is one of my wishes. And you raise a really interesting point because obviously I'm very involved in that whole world. Um, I think that what I would kind of add to that is um, social engagement because I have heard this, this COVID generation being referred to as the lost generation. And I'm sure you found it as well. A lot of people now who are no longer working in an office. A lot of people in magazines and journalism, what we do uh, across media are now working from home. And 
finding real-time, real-life social engagement very difficult. And I think a lot of students are also um, struggling with that, that idea of just picking up a phone or meeting somebody for a coffee. But at the same time, I think it's very difficult because um, the course that I I run at Photo Oxbrooks, um, we don't have very many lecturers. There's only uh, three of us. Um, And everybody else who teaches on the course are working photographers, often who've never taught before, who I bring in on the idea that uh, the lecturers are brought in as specializations to the students. But when photographers are having a really tough time, particularly financially, you have got to be careful in mentorship that you don't kind of stamp all over young photographers' dreams with cynicism. That is such a great point. Yes. So th- there is that that line between um, cynicism and and reality and cynicism and knowledge. And um, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's that's super important. I think the other difficulty with mentorship is I think there is um, a balance to be found between the photographer who is doing it to earn some money and expects to be paid for the passing over of that knowledge. The student, the young photographer who wants that knowledge, but maybe isn't willing to pay for it. Um, or feels that what they got wasn't what they were expecting, which is quite often the case, particularly when young photographers are just starting out. So I think there is a real balance to be found in that. And and I would add that I think that photographic education has a lot to do with uh, trying to encourage, uh, I suppose, mentorship, which is um, professional, but at the same time, uh, realistic. Yeah, you know, in when I'm thinking about some of my mentors in the, in the magazine business, and you know, I was the low man on the totem pole on staff, um, and so I didn't I didn't pay them for their uh, advice, good advice, and good counsel and help. But in a way, I did because I was working for for peanuts, and I was doing you know what whatever they asked me to do, um, and so. You know, there there was uh, in some ways an economic for knowledge trade off there, but they were so generous with what they gave me in terms of lessons. And I think, you know, to your point, when you're not in the office, when you're working remotely or or you're only in the office one or two days a week, um, I do think you might have to pay for some of that wisdom in a way, um, like I don't think you can necessarily call somebody out of the blue and ask them to be their mentor um, without some kind of exchange. And I don't, I don't know what that exchange is. You know, there are some people who will who will mentor you uh, regularly, and it's worth asking, or from time to time. But I do think, you know, you do need to be considerate of the of of your would be mentor. Yeah, it reminds me there was, and I, I can't remember the exact details around it, but um, there was kind of like an American master's um, mentorship school that used to kind of advertise in magazines and in photography magazines in the 1950s and 60s, I think. And you could really access amazing photographers through that. And um, I know people like Magnum and, and um, there are kind of companies that set up to do this, but the mentorship programs are so expensive that they actually kind of price out the very people that need them. 
Yes, absolutely. So maybe that's something for the new year. We need to start a new school of mastership mentorship. Uh, I like that very much. Um, so my, my my next wish is that a very, very wealthy person uh, or maybe the government or universities would start to understand that the work of an entire generation of older photographers, those who shot on film, is threatened and will likely be lost. Like hundreds of boxes of negatives sitting in basements, you know, around uh, around the world um, that are now threatened by climate change from floods and fires and whatnot. And and for their families, you know, it's too expensive and time consuming to digitize, you know, uh, these thousands and thousands of, of, of negatives. And so I am personally so concerned that the work of, you know, very well-known photographers, photographers who shot for life and Sports Illustrated and whatnot, that that work is going to be lost. You know, I was talking to somebody who is in a position to save archives uh, just before Christmas. And they were going through the process of actually trying to acquire three particular archives of photographers. And we were talking about this and I was saying exactly the same as you. And I have exactly the same wish. However, I think a lot of the responsibility for this does remain with the photographer, because we were both saying that the difficulty is so often with those archives that they're just in a mess. They're so confused and they're not well notated. And I think that it would be a lot easier for the photographer to actually do that work if they possibly can and get that archive into a a good order. The problem, of course, is that for anybody to save an archive, it's a very expensive process. So I don't want to bring too much kind of stamp on your wish on that because I have the same wish. But at the same time, I, I can't see that that one is going to be granted. Yeah, um, it's it's very tricky. You know, some older, you know, with photographer has passed away, but but the wife or the kids have have um, come to me and said, you know, can you help? And I've basically said, I really wish I could. Um, anyway, yeah. I mean, maybe that's something that 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 you and I can take up uh, at a later date, because I, I, I would love to find a solution to that. I think that's a, that's a, a great subject for us to pick up in the conversation. Yeah. Um, Stemming from that and stemming from what you just said, um, I'd I'd like to to relay my next wish, which is that I hope that more of us, people like you and I and and the photographers listening, will spend some time this year with the photographs we've already taken, Um, you know, whether those are negatives or digital, sorting them, curating them, tagging them. You know, there is a growing industry and lots of tools out there to help people do this. You know, there are associations of photo managers who can help. And, you know, now, um, full disclosure, I've done some work for um, a a photo slash memory manager company called Mylio, uh, but they have a really helpful product. And and even Apple's, you know, dedupe tool has recently become very, very workable. So I think... You know, it's like, what what good are your photos if you can't find them? And I I would hope that over the next year or three months or during the holidays that that we spend, you know, even a couple hours uh, going through and making sense of our own archives. Well, you know, you've just made me feel really bad and you've given me a new wish, which is I wish I I knew what you know about these new apps. So I'm going to have to find out about those. 
I also wish I had a holiday. That would be that would, <laughs> that would be good. Um, but yeah, what a what a great wish connects directly well, to that art, idea of archives. Here I am saying other people's archives are a mess, and, and mine is too. Well, I'll tell you this: with with some of these apps, uh, you know, that I just mentioned, you know, whether you're on the tube. <clears throat> there's my Britishism for the day um, or on the subway or commuting or waiting in line, you know, you can use these on your phone, um, do some face tagging, do some deduping, uh, you know, give five stars for your best photos and one star for your worst. And, you know, within a few weeks the amount of time we spent online or, you know, commuting or whatnot, you can really make a dent. I think that wish might come true. Well done. All right. Um, the next wish is is uh, simple and something that we've talked about. I, I wish that curators and people who write about photography, I hope that they will continue the trend of writing in a more accessible, less self-conscious, sort of less insecure uh, and more democratic way. I, I really hate seeing people walk into a gallery or museum look at the writing on the wall for one second, realize that the writing is not for them, that it's way too intellectual and convoluted and walk away and then miss all the context um, for the images they're about to see. Well, you know, absolutely. We've discussed it before. I completely agree with you. Um, I do. I mean, interestingly enough, and in the coming year, I am aware that, again, sort of leaning a little bit on my academic experience here, I am aware that, there is a rejection going on of um, photographic education, which is extremely theory, contemporary art practice based. And there is um, a belief that photography should return back to a far more practice uh, based um, form. And that's actually showing itself with new courses opening up, which are uh, far more around the idea of working as a photographer or with photography. I myself, I mean, in uh, the end of this year, I'll be launching an MA called uh, Professional Photography, which is an online-only MA for photographers from around the world with lecturers from around the world, mm. uh, actually being based around the world. And I think that kind of fits into what you're saying there, which is that kind of something I talk a lot about, which is the democratization. Let's just make it accessible to all and a kind of friendly environment. Let's not put up barriers for people to get involved with all types of photography. Here, here. My next wish, and I hope I can articulate this well, is that the push to anoint the next photographic star with yeah. How do I put this? You know, like I, I hope people will take a breath before anointing the next photographic star. Like I'm seeing young photographers who are really good, you know, maybe even great or and, and hopefully even legendary one day being pushed too fast and given too much too soon in the sort of rush just to, you know, by by maybe, you know, magazine editors saying, you know, this person is a star and should photo, you know, and, and should photograph the cover of this or Celebrity X. And I think what happens is to those younger photographers is they sort of rise too fast before the, their time, before they've had a ch chance to marinate and, and learn and and take in more. And I wonder if that has a sort of negative diminishing effect on them in the years that follow? I think it does. And I was talking to um, a fashion creative director recently who was saying exactly the same as you, Bill, 
and really kind of, um, she's been around for a very, very long time. And she was decrying this constant new thing, um, kind of, that this person is, is the new per, the new person in fashion photography. They're, they're the one who's going to do something. And she was saying how she goes to their websites and she sees six pictures. And right. she's like, well, what's this based on? And I suppose it's a bit like the, the kind of one-hit wonder pop star who is kind of being used by a producer to kind of get out that hit or that sound and then disappears as quickly as they've arrived. I mean, maybe what it's something across kind of um, culture at the moment within the creative industries, this kind of constant desire for the new thing. I mean, I would add to that. My wish is that more people would look back to the history and read up on the great makers of the past. Yeah, uh, I think that's a that's a fantastic that's a fantastic wish. Um, and the 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 last thing I wish for Grant, speaking of the past, is that older photographers will go back to their files there because there are gems in there that that you know you. Uh, or that one, an older photographer, um, things they might not have seen in their images when they were younger and they were sort of dashing off to the next assignment or big idea. And, you know, like like recently, an older photographer, she's now in her 70s, named um, Melinda Blauvelt, and she was actually the first female MFA photography student at Yale, and she studied under, under Walker Evans. Um, I came across her pictures on Instagram that she hadn't looked at for 50 years. She had, and she had just gone back and looked at them and started posting them and they were amazing. And, you know, when I asked her about it, she said, yeah, you know, like I made the pictures and I kind of put them away and I went on to, and I went on to my career. And I just think that there's so many probably amazing images and projects back there in those files. And so if you're listening, older photographers, take a moment, go back, see what you did uh, and share it with us. And you know, I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add a wish to that. I wish they would speak to people like us and say, "Come and help us look at that work because we'll bring a different eye to it." Yeah, you know. Um, and there's nothing that we enjoy more, is there? Not at all. Uh, I took great pleasure out of out of um, sort of helping Melinda get get the spread the gospel of the beauty of her images. Wow. Sounds fantastic. Listen, Bill, a, a wonderful series of wishes for the coming year. Obviously, you'll be joining us um, every month for the conversation that never seems to stop in the first week of each month. So I just uh, leaves me to wish you a, a great, successful and, and happy year ahead. And the same to you, Grant. Uh, many good things and lots of good health to you and yours. Thank you. Thank you there to Bill for joining us once again on the podcast, as he does, as I said, in the first week of every month. I really enjoy the conversations with Bill. I hope that comes across, and I hope you do too. Don't forget, you can always join the conversation by getting in touch with us, either through the uh, website, unitednationsofphotography.com, through Instagram, uh, through Bill, Bill Shapiro, S-H-A-P-I-R-O, or through me at uh, at UNAphoto. One of the things that has become a tradition in our New Year's special is, I suppose, in a sense, a very sad thing, but something I think that's really worth doing. And it's where I kind of recognise and list the photographers that we have lost in the past year. And in this case, of course, it's in 2022. I started doing this, I think, about three years ago now, because 
I noticed that the film industry and the music industry were very good at recognising those people that they had lost, but that I could never find a list of the photographers. So I decided to produce that list and I have it here for you today. So as always, I apologise if there are any mispronunciations in any of these names, but I hope that... um, you will recognise the respect that I'm hoping to show to them and to their work. So those we have lost in 2022 include Aisha Bader, Steve Shapiro, Rene Robert, Kohei Yoshiyuki, Larry Herman, Brent Renault, Hiram Maristani, Sumi Saderni, Doris Darby, Tim Page, Harold Chapman, Dirk Halstead, Hiram Maristani, Maxim Max Levin, Patrick Demarchelier, Jerry Allsman, Mantas Kevi Deravicius, Doris Darby, Letizia Battaglia, David Leeson, Dennis Strathan, Ron Galella, Kurt Marcus, Steve Gonzalez, Jimmy Fox, Lourdes Grobet, Natalia Lak-Lakovic, Tosuneko Sasamoto, Fred Lyon, Sandy Sharp, Neil Kirk, William Klein, Roger Bamber, Melvin Sokolsky, Roxanne Lowett, Lisetta Kami, Brendan Farrell, Dave Corkin, Eamon McCabe, Stan Kistler, Rodney Graham, John Gaps III, Peter Eliveld, and Martin Evening. I'd just like to finish this particular episode with a few more words sung by Terry Hall. You're wondering now, what to do. Now you know this is the end. You're wondering now what to do. Now you know this is the end. Take care.